Well, rip to Norm MacDonald. Yeah. I see. You know, the, he, he, and he built, a lot of people on Twitter are, are missing the biggest part of his career, his gaming. Oh, do tell. I guess I'm one of those he people. He built his career. He built his career on it. On his famous Mario impression. He did Mario. He did Luigi. He did the whole universe. I guess I would care about as building his career, but I guess that's true. Every week on SNL, you'd look forward to some of his video game sketches. Well, you would know better than me as I'm not a big SNL guy, but I'm also not sure that's true. No, you never you don't like you, you don't like SNL. I've never been you a huge SNL guy. You think you could do it better? Yeah, that's that's better. the re- that's the reason I don't like it is I think I could better do it than better than Norm. Yeah, during think- during during his uh, his rest in peace farewell, you're saying you could do it better. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that I could do everything about SNL better than Norm. That's you. It's you've extracted the subtext of my take. Hmm. Yeah. Seems like Norm's greatest skill was being liked well and being like very funny probably the same thing probably some big 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 crossover venn diagram there yeah i was just watching the fucking the 420 thing from comic-con a few years ago did you see that uh, no no uh, some guy asked him if he knows what 420 is he just plays like fully dumb and then looks it up and talks about how it's hitler's birthday and then starts pretending that he doesn't know who hitler is and the interviewer is just like totally fucking rocked and has no idea what to do Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's been he, dead for 50 years. And Norm McDonald's like, oh, I didn't even know that he was sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really great line. Yeah, he he was a he was pre-internet troll. Trolls have always existed in society. The Internet is just a new platform for it. Yeah. I mean, he was just a master of like smart guy playing a dumb guy. When's the last time someone fucked with like a late night host, like like legitimately fucked with a late night host? Now they just get to go up there and and be, you know, progressive. No one's fucking with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, no the media is just way less adversarial than it used to be. Is that what it is? Well, I mean that, but like the stakes of being adversarial are way higher than they used to be. Like it used to be that you could fuck with people and everyone's like, this is just a well-meaning goof. And I feel like now when you fuck with people, you're like, oh, because you hate them. Because you're mean and you mean it. Yeah, because you're mean and you mean it, and you want them to <laughs> suffer and feel bad. Mm-hmm. And and no, that that's what that's a, that's what we do. Yeah. No, exactly. I was going to say, like that's, you know, there's a difference between you know us sort of being hassling each other and our friends constantly because we want to hurt their feelings, and like people going on a late night show and, and making fun of Jimmy Fallon for being short or whatever. Is he short? I don't know. He he has short vibes. That's for sure. He does. He does give me short vibes. But short people are so talented. That's true. As a relatively short guy, I embrace that. You, you, Tom Cruise, Jimmy Fallon. You guys are all the exact same height and build. Yep. We look actually are impossible (laughs) to tell apart. <laughs> Everyone who sees me goes, "Hey, are you Lux or Tom Cruise or Jimmy Fallon?" I don't know. And then sometimes I lie. I was calling you Tom for a little bit to trick them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, well, guys, welcome back to my the, friend welcome back to the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Game Boys, a show about <laughs> video games. 
Uh, my name is Lux, and I'm one of your hosts. What's up? I'm Griffin, your other host, and we're always joined in from the big booth, the mysterious shadow known as Haley. I'm you know she she you can do a noise, but 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 we're, I'm I leave that space in for Haley to do a noise. I know. I just want her to know that I appreciate her. You're, 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 like I figure you're, she'll you're, cut that out. You'll, she'll cut out your air horns. Yeah, but she'll know that like that was like a nice gesture for her, and then she'll put in her own better sound for everyone else. <laughs> okay. All right. I good. 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 <laughs> as long as we're yeah, clear, it on makes that. sense. The thing I said made sense. <laughs> Guys, what's up? Um, this is a special episode, uh, an episode where we talk about a, a subject that's really important to both of us, and that's um, taxing the rich gamers. There's a lot of gamers out there that are rich, and we're going to tax them all. Okay? Yeah. If you already have access to Deathloop, buddy, we're coming for you. If you, for some reason, decided to like pay for Overwatch skins very easy they give you currency all the time you don't have to do that then we're taxing you we're coming for you okay because aoc sent out the call last night and people all around the world stood up and changed the tax code yeah it's it's over for you hoes as they like to say we're coming for you guys yeah we're gonna you, you, you see the gala uh, I saw, yeah, I saw that. I saw Peg the Patriarchy. I saw Lil Nas X in his armor. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the three things I mostly saw. Seems like Lil Nas X is, is, is got it right, you know? Yeah, no, wearing, anytime you can pull off just a full-on suit of armor and you do it, you absolutely have made the right choice, like unimpeachably, I think. Did he have a sword? I didn't see the sword. I just saw a full suit of armor. I feel like that's the accessory that, that a lot of red carpets are missing is a weapon, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, as a as a bladesmith in training, as a regular forger, I got to like, say. Like, oh, <laughs> Lady Gaga with the mithril scythe, you know, just like, come on. It, it seems like there's a whole uh, we're missing out on a whole layer. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's wearing an Armani suit and carrying a two a two headed axe forged by Gunnar Holdsmith of uh, Oslo, Norway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I, I'd be happier. I'd be happier, just generally speaking, if that were more part of how the world worked. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and and next year, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll invite every politician. It'll just be politicians now. No famous people, no celebrities, just politicians. And they're all in suits of armor and swords. And then we make them fight. They don't know they're going to fight till they get there. But once they get there, <laughs> Met Gala, suits of armor, politicians, they're fighting over me. But you know what, Lux? There was a, there was a, a, a far more important red carpet that I was strutting up and down. And that was the the red carpet of the PlayStation Showcase. Is that what it was called? It was called <laughs> the PlayStation Showcase 2021. Needs a way better title than that. I'd say that's accurate. But uh, yeah, that was where all the real stars were of the show. Uh, PlayStation did have a showcase. You know, PlayStation, um, I got to say, Lux, I don't know about you, but my PS5 is pretty dusty. 
Um, what about you? No, I use it all the time. I was just playing Tales of Her Eyes on it like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, well, as someone, with, as someone with a PC who's looking for those exclusive PS5 games, my PS5 has been mighty dusty. As the year, as the winter grows colder, you know, I'm looking around at, at my my farmland, my crops, and we're, we're looking very thin. So I was very curious going to the showcase. What were they going to do? to let me know that I've continued to make the right choice with the PS5. Well, Griffin, it turns out not a lot is what they're going <laughs> to <Yeah>. do. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, one might even argue they gave you more reasons to think you made the wrong choice. In fact, I would say that they have tricked me into buying this console because they have advertised PS5 exclusives in their marketing for games that are from all sorts of platforms. I just found out that Deathloop is for PC. It's not a PS5 exclusive. It's coming out on the PC too. Is that There's true? Literally, yes. At least it's, it's designed for the PS5 though. Yeah, it does have some dual sense stuff, um, which is, I guess is still a reason for PS5, but it's like, it's like, damn, they... They really, they really tricked me. Uh, I think a little bit here, um, but you know, there. I think there was still a few positive surprises within these announcements. Um, Lux, any any big non spoilery takeaways you have from this this event? Um, I mean, my big broad picture takeaway is that they seem afraid of letting things be PS five exclusives. That really obviously should be. And I think the reasoning there is probably that like no one has a PS5 because of all the supply chain issues. It's true. It's uh, still it's still so bad. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that's the thing here, because a lot of the stuff that they advertised looks pretty cool or whatever. But like these should be the things that are like only on PlayStation. God, you got to have a PlayStation to play these insane, sick games. Um, and that wasn't really true of the games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, they started the showcase um, with, you know, I would say at, on a high note, uh, they are remaking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That is big for me because mm. I love those games. And I thought the last Bioware remaster, the Mass Effect one, came out really great. Mm -hmm. So I don't see anything bad about this, really. I see this going really well. Obviously, it's cool because like extreme PlayStation loyalists will finally get to play KOTOR because it wasn't on PlayStation before. So that's yeah, nice. That's what's, that's what's weird about this one. It's like Spy a Spyro game being released exclusively for the Xbox or something like like it's it's strange in that way. Right. Like it's like, oh, this is a PS. Is this a PS5 exclusive? I don't trust you guys now. No, it's going to be on PC. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll exactly. be on Windows PC. Don't worry. Exactly. Yeah. Don't. They're, they're literally, literally the only reason to, to buy a PS5, I guess, is to play God of War. <laughs> well, no, because that will be on the PS4. <laughs> True. True, true, true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess this is fine to me. It seems like the kind of era of game that is that actually could use a, a remaster because it's like it is kind of janky, but it is a story that people like have really fond memories of. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I wonder if it they're, they're calling it a remake. So I'm wondering if that means it's like not just an HD, like uprising of stuff, but like maybe there will be like new additions or surprises to it. I think that's definitely possible. And I do think that is like the most like that's that's very exciting in a lot of ways, just because I think you hit the nail on the head that like there was an era of games or like games consistently had like a reach that exceeded their grasp. Like they were trying to do like really ambitious, crazy things and the tech just wasn't there. If it was there, it would have to, it was very rare to find or like it was like always on a knife's edge of just like glitching out and going crazy. And now a lot of that stuff's way more attainable. And so taking games from that era and being like, well, this game that you tried to make then was filled with bugs because no one knew how to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being taking that to now and being like, okay, well, now we can actually do all the shit you wanted to do. So let's make your game like as you envisioned it being way better to live in the era where you could just dream big and deliver shittily that. And as opposed to having to actually like do the all the work, right. uh, <laughs> especially because the dreams have like gotten smaller. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was a that was a high thing to a st- uh, high moment to start the show with. Um, and then they sh- just showed um, like 10 minutes of this like. <laughs> anime tentacle game <laughs> oh yeah which one was that what was that called again um, it's called project eve yes. um and i and i have to say like to me this is a very sony moment because it's like yeah like a random anime game yeah this this is something that the playstation is known for like oh yeah you can only play that random anime game on the Sony thing, because certainly like no one's going to release it on the Xbox or like anything like that. Um, but but I mainly thought it was funny because it was such a long showcase for such a random game in like a in like a 40 minute window uh, of like announcements that I was like, wow, they're really padding out the time here. Yeah, I mean, look, it is. It is a classically Sony thing. And then on top of it being a classically Sony thing, it's like, what's a way to put it? It's, it's the kind of thing that like does let them flex like the aesthetics of stuff in a little bit, um, like the engine and, and, and what they can pull off in there and like getting all these cool, nasty sounds and these nasty visuals. Like that's in some ways it was like so cliched Sony, but in other ways it was like some of the best use of their time. Like they're clearly padding time a little bit, but it also was like, oh, a thing that is uniquely PlayStation that like looks cool and fun. Like, I mean, I I completely forget that you're the audience for this shit. Whereas to me, I could it, it was like my eyes glazing over. Oh, it was just I love like, when it gets nasty, bro. It was just like it didn't. It was like non. It was like just it just totally felt like filler content to me i like totally checked out well that's because you know was, you know me it's like i like the big triple a games but i also gotta have a little bit of my freak shit in there yeah yeah and i guess that that one was for the freaks so sony put a little bit of kibble out there for the freaks um and then they announced uh a little game called spider-man 2 um which i'm sorry i just can't get excited for uh now why is that because i thought the first one and the miles morales game were both really fun yeah i mean we've talked about this on the podcast a lot maybe you've uh like forgot my main thing about it but where it's like the swinging mechanics are fun but like the game is does a really those games do such a bad job at like 
making the Spider-Man lore the content. Like so much of it is just mindless like thugs that you're fighting and like really, really like generic settings. And it's like rarely do you get like those really cool boss battles or they're yeah. really all backloaded at the end of the game. Whereas a game like Arkham City, every side quest is about a villain or about a storyline from the Batman comics or something weird that you never would have gotten to see in the movies and TV shows. Right, but Whereas the Spider-Man games just don't have that. But don't you think that like structuring a game like on a narrative level is like a way easier fix than like resolving massive mechanical issues. Yes, I do. But like, I, I just don't know. I mean, they have the ground and the base floor, I guess, to do that. But like everything I've seen from that and Miles Morales just felt like, Ooh, I don't know. I thought I mean, Miles Morales was a little bit better than the first Spider-Man game in terms of like feeling uh, a little bit more specific. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, part of that's I also agree. because Miles Morales is like a less broadly established character, I guess, in that way. So there was less sort of like, where are my special boys who I know I'm going to run into eventually? Yeah. So, I mean, listen, like I'll give him a chance and, and, I'll, and I'll probably play it because like mechanically the games are fun, but it's slated to come out in 2023. It's just not something I can get excited about or even or even say like that's on my radar. It's like, no, like that will like three weeks before it comes out. There'll be a videos of like how crazy the performance and ray tracing is. And then that's the part that I'm not excited about. (laughs) Yeah. And and then I'll play it and I'll be like, yeah, I wish there was more stuff going on. People are going to be like, you can smell the New York City pee. And then people are going to play it and there's going to be a million posts. They're like, I didn't smell any pee when I played this game. I'm so mad. Uh, you know, the dual sense, you could take some notes. Why not? Why not get the dual sense of, of, of the nostrils? Right. Yeah. Smell of vision is not a new idea. So mm-hmm. what, what what's taken so freaking long? I guess you would just have to eventually reinsert like new smell canisters. Like there'd have to be like a canister that like, you know, expels the smell, right? What a good smells, bad smells. And there's probably like a range of smells loaded into the canisters. Yeah. You probably actually need like a separate thing that you'd plug in through a USB. It's Mm -hmm. like a larger machine that has like several canisters that can like combine based on commands from the game. We're probably going to have to just skip that step and like have stuff in our brains that tricks us into thinking we're smelling something. And like I mean, that's how you get smell vision Shit, why not? Like the shortcuts. Let's speed this shit up. Let's get nasty with it. Let's get nasty with it. Um, So the one thing I will say, though, from the trailer is that we are entering de- the decade of the Venom. Yeah. This is the decade of Venom. I'm just being a weird guy. Yeah. You know, people love random. Venom. Being random is back and and Venom is leading the charge. Um, Not only is Venom 2 coming out soon, but Venom is in Spider-Man 2. Um, It seems like Venom's on the brain. While the last decade was about being the Joker, this new decade is about being Venom. And and I think that's actually a really meaningful observation I just made. Uh, Yeah. You know. Well, because Venom's like Venom is. Venom sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes nice, sometimes mean. Mm-hmm. Venom like contains a sort of multiplicity, uh, and also is like a symbol for a type of multiplicity that I think is definitely uh, pervasive, you know, in the culture. I think. I think. Um, I think that the Joker persona is about existing in the collapse, and Venom 
is about thriving in the ruins. Yeah. And, 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 and to me, that is sort of the, you know, the thing that we will all aspire to be. Yeah. I mean, sort of like the Joker is sort of like when I do a tweet about how isn't it funny how politics is, doesn't do anything and everything sucks and it gets a bunch of likes. Venom yeah. is like how I'll do a tweet about something sincere that I care about. And then also I'll do a tweet that's just like sometimes I poop and pee in my pants and they'll both get a lot of likes. And Venom kind of represents that duality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like uh, Venom is me accidentally tweeting a photo of my ass. Then Venom's also you tweeting and a follow tweet. Yeah. And then Venom's tweeting a follow <laughs> tweet that's like, actually, I meant to tweet that photo of my ass. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I put a lot of work into forming this ass. Exactly. And so anyways, I'm that that is something about Spider-Man 2 that I am very optimistic about. Um, but, you know, let's move on to some small games before we get some of the bigger fish of, of this of this event, because, you know, we're really taking down this red carpet. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I folks. didn't understand what <laughs> I was looking at. I was intrigued, but, I'll be honest, but I didn't really understand what uh, I was looking at. What you're looking at is the Borderlands MMO. Yeah, that's where they lost me was the MMO stuff. I mean, I had the, where you can. So you knew what you were looking at. You weren't confused. I was not look. I was, what I meant by that is sort of like the series of aesthetic choices that constitute that game are baffling to me. Yeah, it looks like a game for the cell phone. Yeah. And like the vibe is inscrutable, if you ask me. I agree. Yeah, it's like when when Borderlands can't be epic, it has nowhere to go. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it could be fun to play with friends or something, but it also just like it's so I've learned recently about myself that I'm very vibes based when it comes to games. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not feeling the vibe of a game, I will just bail super quick. That's really brave of you. I'll say it. I'm I'm fucking vibes first. I've been living a vibes first lifestyle the past few months, and honestly, it's been going great. That's very venom of you. Very venom. Very venom of me. And I hate loud noises now. Yeah. Um, the vibrations they kill me. Um, but uh, yeah, it the that's the thing with this game is there's a lot of stuff I like in theory in here. Like it's got like fantasy magical shit and dragons and like weird hats. All are things that are like pretty classic stuff. Lux likes. Um, but you know what Lux also likes? A soul. Not, yeah. Not ta- not talking to a homunculus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's like very empty feeling. I think that's a pretty, that's a really good way to put it. It's, yeah, it's a total fucking zombie corpse spiritually. Um, yeah, it has the spirit of a zombie. Uh, it's, it's, uh, first of all, I don't know. I think that the way that Borderlands uses shade cell graphics was interesting in like 2012 and, and, and I've, and I'm grew really tired of it. And now it just looks like super ugly to me. It, it just looks bad. I still really like cell shaded stuff, but I think that there's a top end limit to the kind of like triple A-ness you can achieve with cel-shaded stuff. Like, I think that's just the wrong way to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think smaller, sillier, kind of like surreal things work really well cel-shaded. And I think when you try and get bigger and more bombastic with it, it starts to look really dumb. Totally. Um, and that's yeah. where I'm at. Because I still think the style is cool, but I don't think that it works in every... It's like any other style. Like it doesn't work for every type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Borderlands... Your future is bleak, in my opinion. You guys had you guys got lucky 
you had a hit and you really wrung that towel dry. Good for you. Take the money and run before it's too late. Um, before the collectors come a knocking. Uh, so speaking of epicness, though, um, <laughs> sure, while we're on the subject of epic, I got to talk about the most hashtag friggin epic uh, game that made me absolutely soy. I'm talking, of course, about Forspoken. Oh, go on. Tell me why this one rocked you so hard. Did you not see this Forspoken trailer? Uh, no, I did, but I want to know what you think about it. Um, the it's it's like one of those games where it's like, oh my god, like the graphics look really interesting. The way that you move around the world looks really fascinating and like really next gen. And then the character opens her mouth and she's like. Whoa, that's a friggin' dragon. Um, yeah, that happened. Um, okay, so I guess I'm a knight now. Uh, didn't have that on my bingo card. Yeah, and there's just a, like, there's a lot of that. Just energy. kill me. Yeah, just kill me. And and I, and I just feel so bad that it's like literally so many other people like went to work Monday through Friday with like good creative instincts and spent years like making uh, a traversal cool, making the landscapes look cool, like making the, the characters model movement like look badass. And then a director walks in with a voice actor and they just talk like they're like one of these like soy Marvel superheroes. And it's just like, oh, no, it's really rough to it just it stood out so much from the rest of the game. And I, and I was just like, oh man, that sucks. I feel bad for everyone involved. Yeah, I, I'm reticent to sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater in that respect because so much of the game looks cool and like it's a two minute trailer, you know? That said, there is some real like, like yeah, um, well that just happened. Uh, energy mm-hmm. to all of this. Um, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it sucks. It's like really, it's like very, very old elder millennials are writing all of our video game stories right now. Um, and they're like the, they're the slowest to evolve on the trends. So it's like anything that people were saying, like, like five years ago, earnestly all the time is like, well, now that's how the video game characters talk. That's so a very like, good point. Actually, like there's a lot of like epic bacon to this whole showcase i mean and to and video games in general right now it's like you think guardians of the galaxy came out a while ago but that's when everyone started writing these video games and it's just like yeah like like get ready for like pretty much everyone to talk like guardians of the galaxy characters for like but a few more years here's the thing until is- i guess like everyone starts talking like I don't know, like babies. I don't. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, like I guess adult it, babies is the next like, thing. Yeah, the next thing is like adult babies. Final and Fantasy eighteen will be trauma, like trauma, health stuff. I guess yeah. Final Fantasy eighteen will just be someone being like, "Pass me my Buster Sword. I can't pick <laughs> it up on my own. My hands is too little. I'm a small bean." Yeah, um, exactly. And then we'll all throw um, our PS nines in the ocean. Um. 100%. The la- the only PS9 that ever gets made. Yeah. I'm worried, dude. I'm worried that game that I'm worried that when we're old like the we'll be in a retirement home and we'll be like holy shit like somehow Eric 
was able to get a console and it's like like gaming is just, there's no chips and it's only for like the people on elysium or whatever yeah we just run out of like material raw, raw like where the fuck are these microchips are, are we out like how long would the elites wait before the masses knew that we were out of computer chips and that there would be no more graphics cards ever again or like you know like that to me is you know i'd, I'd rather get nuked yeah i mean rare earths you know we use them in a lot of stuff and they're called rare earths for a reason exactly they're rare earths and i'm and i'm just like when when does this party end does it could we never what are people gonna what are people gonna go do read a book yeah no if we start running out of rare earths and books make a comeback i'll freak out it'll be a tough time i'll I'll start making books out of rare earth just in protest well that would be probably literally the worst possible choice (laughs) (laughs) because you probably have enough rare earths to like make several dozens of computer chips at that point. (laughs) Um, So anyways, Forspoken, um, you know, this game really reminded me of Control and it looks a lot like Control. It's a female protagonist like floating around in the air, shooting stuff out of her hands. Um, And the same problem happened there where it's just like, Control had an interesting premise and sort of an ominous tone, but the voice acting was so poor that it just ripped me out and pulled me out of the scenes. Um, And yeah, it's just like, if your game is heavily narrative focused, you have to get those things right. If it's not super narratively focused, yeah, it won't bug me as much, but yeah. Right. Anyways, that's if I have to spend time hanging out with a character who's just epic baconing all over the place, it's like just not going to be as much fun for me. It's tough. It's tough. Um, so uh, let's talk about something good, though, Lark, something that we can both agree is something to get excited for. And that's Grand Theft Auto coming out once again to the next gen system. I'm, I'm that's very right. glad that we're just going to keep getting Grand Theft Auto five until I'm dead. That's all we deserve. I mean, at this point, frankly, you're right. That's all we deserve. Um, yeah, I don't even know what Grand Theft Auto 6 could be at this point. Because Grand Theft Auto, to me, was a game that originally had a single-player story that people experienced and talked about in 2013. And ever since then, most people haven't played it, and the people who still do play it online. And so to me, it's this weird online game that isn't super interesting, but a lot of people play it because they like these like RP servers and stuff like that. So it's just like, it's like, what is, what would Grand Theft Auto 6 be? Right. Well, Grand Theft Auto 6. Portland? No. Well, Grand Theft Auto 6 would be, would be weird, right? Because Grand Theft Auto in a lot of ways was responding to like a time period of like excess. Um, and like the the way culture was like lauding excess as like a good thing and like an asp- like something to aspire to, which is like very different than how people talk about that shit now. Um, and so for it to be satirical in the way that it was, it would have to like really go hard in some really weird ways. But I think it could do obviously. Like you could be like in L.A. like breaking into like hype house, 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, would it be just a next gen, more even new engine version of Los Angeles again, or would it like go to a new city again? I'm just, I'm just not sure what it would do. I, mean, I think you'd almost um, have to like just to avoid be repeating yourself, like have to like make up a town or like recontextualize an existing town. I think yeah. you'd want to be talking about like all the weird like reality star, YouTuber, TikTok people. Like that yeah. would have to be kind of a central idea of like the culture that is being satirized and like that's really lives in L.A., but they just did L.A. So it's like I guess the only thing to me that they could do to really shake off the the they've done it before, like they could go back in time again. Yeah. Like they could they could do something like that. But yeah, like a 50, uh, like a 50s or like 30s Grand Theft Auto could be really fucking cool, actually. Like a real yeah, like mobs I, crime. You know, if they heavily invested in it, yeah, they could go a direction like that. But yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm so happy that they that their game is coming out again. Yeah, um, I'm happy to live in this infinite time loop. I don't know. It's like every time I see Skyrim getting re released, I'm like get. I'm like Drake, no away from me, meme face. And then when Grand Theft Auto comes out, I'm like, yeah, Drake, yes, meme face. Yeah, totally. Um, I understand that. Um, yeah. Should we talk about the thing that uh, our friend Rowdy Burns is going to be really excited about? Um, yes. Uh, we got another Gran Turismo, baby. <laughs> vroom, vroom, as they say. So, at, yes. At first, and I'm a known not liker of car racing games, but at first I was kind of excited about this because I was like, oh, if it's like PS5 specific, this could feel really crazy and be a really interesting experience driving the thing around. Then it's also on the PS4. Wait, so is there no DualSense? Uh, I don't know how much DualSense there is. I want to feel the joystick. I want to feel that. I want to feel the purrs, baby. The tactile haptic purrs. You know, the, the thing about it, about these car games, Lux, is like, I want to buy one of these car games just to have it like pl- just on in the background, like like when people are over, just so people can watch the pretty cars go by because the cars are pretty, but the game I I could I I could I bet I couldn't even finish a single race without getting bored. <laughs> yeah, I mean just, that's where I'm at. There's just no way. But it's like, hey, them shiny cars flying down the tracks in 4K on a big screen. I think that's a great ambiance to have at a party, you know, to have guests over and just be like, what's going on? What's on the TV? And you're like, oh, those are my car. That's my ride. That's my ride. Uh, yeah. Know? No. Yeah. I mean, me, it'd be a fun thing to like have the demo screen playing the whole time. I, to me, that's the reason to buy the game. And I don't know if that's fair, but that's what I feel. Uh, so are you looking something up or can I move on? Move on, baby. All right. Uh, Radiohead is making a game. <laughs> All right. So explain this. This is one thing I did kind of tune out on. because I was like, what are we talking about here? It's, it was just a teaser of some like weird ominous world. No idea what it is, but it's a collaboration between Epic Games and Radiohead um, with almost no information. But it's like, good. Everyone make a little a little six minute game now that's sad. When, do you, when when can someone make a six minute game that's happy? Seems like everyone's like, you know what? I'm making a game that's sad. And it's like, everyone is doing that. Get over yourself. Why don't you team up to make something that's funny or cool? Yeah. Um, that's, or, or, or horny. Well, I mean, there are definitely ones that are horny. 
not with famous team ups, but they're they're out there. Um, Forrest showed me a really horny game that was pretty funny because it was like a pretty good Stardew Valley clone. And then all of a sudden it was just like, if you click this button, you can fuck all these monsters. Oh, you fucked the monsters. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Um, We're not here talking about that. Was there any warnings about that? About them being like warning, there's going to be monster fucking. Any- I didn't. I didn't see. He just opened straight into the game, and I was. No one warned me. Okay, sick. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's that. Um, there is this really cute game called Tachia. Now I don't know if that's how you say it. I think it's I, just honestly, Chia. Um, Tachia is great. It's like T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Tachia. Um. It uh, you basically uh, it looks cute. You play as a little kid and you transform into different animals on a tropical island. Um, it just had just had good vibes. Yeah, and, you know, good vibes. Yeah, clear right? like environmental safety thing going on, like environmental protection, like like protect the earth, keep everyone alive, sort of vibes. It looked really pretty and calming, and like just just was trying to like do its thing and like be itself. As opposed to like hit A, B, or C markers. And I was just like, yeah, like finally a game that like has its own goals and is just doing them and and and, and not trying to trick me into thinking it's something and it's like a shitty version of. Uh so yeah, that looked interesting. Yeah, that's a fun Respect. one. Once that game is not $60, I'll probably pick it up. To be honest. That's the problem, is like with these games like that and like Bridge of Kenna Spirits and like I feel like every year there's a game that looks like this and I never, ever play it. But like, who knows? Maybe like Games Pass or something way down the line. Yeah. Um, a few other small ones. Uh, Alan Wake is remastered um, and it still looks like shit. Don't know why anyone cares about this. You, you an Alan so- Wake stan? I no. Like, mm-hmm. I respect the attempt to like make these big literary games that are like classic uh like big you know big huge like we're fucking telling a dark story of the mind but they always Mm -hmm. fall really fucking flat to me and alan wake maybe most of all like not my not my thing it was just really funny because they're like they're like the whole point of these remasters is to like be like wow look at it now and it like still looked like shit it looked like they like turned it into like a ps3 game or something i was just like yeah just save this one guys just make the make the make the conference shorter um but maybe there's a huge contingent of alan wake stands out there maybe they're legion there was also this game. game There's also this game, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is a vampire battle royale. That's um, really weird just because of like what Vampire the Masquerade is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's like a which big, is what? it's a big open world tabletop RPG that's very like politics and, and faction driven. And mm-hmm. you got to like talk and negotiate and do all this stuff. It's not really a combat first situation. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got to say it did intrigue me and, and, you know, we may be in a sad state of affairs, but the reality is free battle royale games are one of the only ways I get to fuck around with my friends anymore. Yeah. They're like very, 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 very few times is there multiplayer games that my other friends just so happen to be invested in. It really is 
tough. And sometimes these sh- these battle royales, even the shitty ones, if you download it with your friends and you fuck around for a few hours, sometimes that's all it takes, baby. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get your friends to be like, hey, I'll download this small game for free and we'll play it a little bit. Then it's yeah. to be like, hey, let's all invest $60 in, in Tina's Tiny Wonderland or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you have to say that name and then you get put on a list. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just- no yeah, good. They should have called it Epstein's Playhouse. Uh, so, um, Jesus Christ. There's a, let, let's let's do a big one. Uh, Marvel's Wolverine. Okay, folks. this I'm fucking super excited about. I don't give a shit. So yeah, uh, the people that are making Spider-Man are now making Wolverine too. Yeah, as well. And I think that's gonna be sweet because here's the thing. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, like. Like you were saying, with Spider-Man, a problem that I agree with is that a lot of the Spider-Man-iness of it was displaced towards later in the story. But with Wolverine, the key Wolverine thing is that he's the best at what he does and what he does ain't nice, bub. Which is to say that he just like kills a lot of people and is a real freak about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's going to be there from the beginning and throughout the game. And the one thing that Insomniac's really good at is making controls feel really good. And making totally. taking action, moving around feel good. So if if killing shit and moving around feels good, then like you have a great Wolverine game. I like I don't see how it could was wrong. Well, but isn't that literally just the same argument as the Spider Man games? Like the well, Spider Man games feel good and right. the traversal feels good, but like but Spider Man Wolverine could easily in this game fight a bunch of thugs. The whole yeah, time. sure, but that's the thing is that's like that's what Wolverine does. Mm-hmm. Like who are like who are well, the big Wolverine villains to you? Uh, his friggin' wife. Right. See. High five. High five. Nice. Bah. But like that's my point, right? Like obviously you've got Silver Samurai, you've got pretty uh, much everyone. Sabretooth. Yeah, very, Sabretooth. Very few people like Wolverine, but it's not the same way as Spider Man has a rogues gallery, right? Wolverine's fought a lot of guys, but that's just because Wolverine fights guys. But like Wolverine spends a lot of his time like. Killing vampires to get Dracula for some reason. Spider-Man has like 55 adults that are obsessed with him. Yeah. Well, that's a different (laughs) weird element of Spider-Man, but it's true. But yeah, I feel like like with Spider-Man, mowing through a group of goons feels very un-Spider-Man. It's fun in the mechanics of the game. True. That's not really how Spider-Man works. Mowing through a group of 55 goons with Wolverine, that's the Wolverine. That's the fucking Wolverine promise. That's like what it says on the box. But the the Wolverine promise to me also is that he is sort of a gruff character at the center of an X-Men universe. And I worry that, like, if they keep the other X-Men characters in the X-Men universe, like, very tertiary and, like, maybe a lot in Act 1 and then a big Act 2 where he fights thugs and then maybe one big X-Men villain at the end for, like, a third act boss fight. I'll just be – I'm just very frustrated with that formula. So, See, yeah, to me – I mean, this maybe this is just because I read a lot of these these books or whatever. But like Wolverine has a lot of like solo time, and right. like Wolverine is like one of the only X Men characters that does exist kind of effectively outside of the X Men. So I mm-hmm. don't think that's a necessarily a problem. Obviously, look, you're talking to me. Would I rather a game where all the X Men are around? I get to see all my cool friends doing stuff. Absolutely. Um, but I do think that an independent Wolverine game that is just like Wolverine is going around. Slicing and dicing, killing hundreds of guys at a time, healing, factoring up, 
Big things are falling on him. He's getting up anyway because his bones are made he, of adamantium. He, he literally, he has video. He has video game powers. Yeah. his health bar regenerates. Yeah, totally. Um, it's it's kind of crazy that we haven't really like had many attempts at a Wolverine game in the past, have we? There was at least one or two when those moved when like the original X Men movies were coming. When the first wave of like X Men movies were coming out, and they were pretty fun, but they were not. I bet they're great. Good. Mm. Well, that was something that got people pretty much unanimously excited about. Um, and I'm just like, how many people work at Insomniac now? Like, this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the fucking the first Wolverine thing was a hit, you know? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, you mean? Spider-Man is what I meant to say. I'm just really stuck on Wolverine right now. <laughs> just every other, every, every the only thing I can think about is Wolverine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there was a there's a few other really little tiny things, but I, we want to get to the, the big grand uh, finale, the big thing that everyone was waiting for, and that is footage and an official trailer for God of War 2, God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah, that is it's OK. <laughs> I have yeah. so many mixed feelings about this trailer. <laughs> I was really bummed when yeah, watching this. You trailer. had a much more decisive reaction to this than me. I had a much more negative reaction to it, um, and I and I and I and I I sent you a message. I think the message was that God of War Two looks like DLC. Yeah, you did send me that, and I don't entirely agree, but I also don't entirely disagree because yeah. I had really been under the impression from all of the discussions that it was going to be. Designed for PS5, um, like that it was going to be sort of a leveling up of PlayStation stuff of the game, a huge plus game mm-hmm. across the board. And that the I guess this is a very in my head thing and a very in my head in particular thing. But that like the escalation of the story from sort of the classic Midgard style story to like the actual Ragnarok thing was going to be mirrored by an escalation in like their ability to create images. Right. That it was going to feel bigger and more intense and more visceral because the tech was going to be there to do this more intense, more visceral story. And that seems to be definitely not the case to the degree I imagine and maybe not even really the case very much at all. Um, And that is a bummer. That said, I thought the character designs looked fun. I thought it looked like it would be fun to play the game. I think the story could be very cool. I like Thick Thor. Maybe that's just because, you know, I like uh, seeing people with my body type in media. Um, oh, you think that? Oh, you think that's your body type? A towering, hulking man? No, I'm short, but I'm thick. <laughs> Except I do have a very small butt for my size, as we've discussed on the podcast. Um, yeah, work on that butt, then get then get back to me about God of War I gotta 3. Get th- I got to get six inches taller and about six butts bigger. Um, we can fix the butt part pretty easy. The height part, has any, I don't know if people can get surgery for that. No, but I could get on the fucking rack and get stretched out like a French dissident in 1730. Man, everything was so much better back then. <laughs> yeah, when torture was cool. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I yeah, thought... Now, now that torture never happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's just not cool anymore. Um, but yeah, I, it looks fun. Like it, I, the thing is that this this is the ultimate thing, right? First one was fun. Yeah, and this looks like it will also be fun. It just doesn't. The first one, and maybe it's just suffering for its initial success. The first one was so great because it felt like, holy shit, you can do this with God of War. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
it was trying so many new things. It felt so different, both tonally and narratively. It looked really different. It played really different. And it was a real fucking blast. And this one feels like it's just going to be the most recent God of War again. Yeah, it feels like it's a it's a very much like a literally like seconds after the first one. I mean, even though it's like they've aged a little bit, it just doesn't feel creatively like a sequel. It just feels like an a, an, an update, a patch, right. an add on. Uh, and and I guess for me. Like the original when the, when the new God of War came out, I was really fascinated with like the the one shot style of it, the feel of throwing the axe and this sort of more somber and serious story that was different from sort of the sort of insane excess of the original trilogy. Yeah. Um. But I but. I missed some of the epicness and some of the heights and visual heights that the original trilogy reached in that God of War 2018, I think is when it came out. Yeah. And I was like, well, it seems like hopefully the sequel will take that ground and that base and then build on that and reach new heights, like you're saying. And I wasn't even really saying even necessarily graphically, but creative heights. Because it's like, you know, like... I rewatched God of War 3's intro recently, and it starts with Kratos riding on the back of a titan, climbing up to Mount Olympus, and then, like, one of, like, the titan's hands, like, severed off, and Kratos is, like, falling through the air with the titan, and, like, him and the titan are, like, getting into a fight, he's like, how dare you betray me, and, like, all of this shit is going down, and then he falls right down, all the way into the river Styx, and, like, starts the game, like, all the way in hell, And, and it's, like, that is the opening moment of the game. Uh, and it's like, I know not all of that can be achieved with like the new tone and the new way that the game is composed with a single shot, but it is a more boring game because of it. And and, and, I, and I miss that. I and think, I don't think that they should like miss out on all that stuff. I think that that's the one thing I'm not willing to sort of close the book on because if you watch the trailer and the footage to me, I mean, and I could be totally wrong, but to me, none of that feels like Ragnarok, the twilight of the gods. You know what I mean? That all feels like stuff that's on the road to that sort of narrative moment. And I think that you could get a lot of the stuff that you want from the sort of actual, you know, the moment of Ragnarok in the story. Yeah, I'm hoping that's true. Uh, I am. Um, and, and and I just, um, you know, I, I was frustrated too because it felt like the conversations that Atreus and Kratos were having with each other felt very similar to conversations they'd had in the first game. And it's just like nothing really felt like, oh, we're like a year or two ahead. We've re- we're we're in a new age. This is the new direction. Just everything felt like echoes of the of the past from the first game. I wonder if that's um, like a broader advertising issue, though, right? Like I feel like so many things yeah. want to be like, remember your friends? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that could definitely just be like the question of their select, but it also could be the tone of the game. Like it's hard. It's very tough with three minute, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I just, um, I, I was also just frustrated too. Cause it's like when you, part of what's so great about the God of war games is you fight all these old Greek, like myths and monsters and gods. And <laughs> just like the new Spider-Man games, like in the first God of War, you fight that God at the beginning, but then you're fighting like a lot of humanoid creatures for most of it. And 
it looked from this trailer like you're still fighting just a lot of humanoid creatures. They did show you fighting like a big lizard one moment, and that was yeah. kind of cool. But and I'm there's like, like a big bear like, guy. Let's go bigger. Some, some, there's like a big bear guy and some centaurs who show up. Like there's. I just want some bigger guys, and and it's like we we used to fight like literal sea serpents and shit like that in the games, and it's just like this is a video game. Like let's let's dream bigger here, and I hope I really hope they they have at least a little bit. I hope so. Um, but but prove it to me then. It's yeah. like why 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 does this trailer not make me feel that at all? I, that is their fault. Like no. I know that they are like worried about spoilers or something like that. But it's like if you want to sell me on something that is the big blockbuster sequel, it's like this should this this should feel like ter- from Terminator One to Terminator Two in scale. Yeah, I mean, well, it this should is, feel that way. This is symptomatic of like a bigger thing, right? Which is like franchise is just depending on the franchise to do the work and like because i think if you were watching a trailer of terminator 2 of terminator 1 and come out in 2018 you would totally be like i don't know if this is like an escalation or not because so many trailers for sequels that come out now are like remember the thing you like here's some more of it enjoy and a lot of times those sequels are a lot better than their trailers because they're doing real stuff so so you're you're saying it might be just trailer it might just be badly well not trailer per se but just like advertising norms of 2021 which i'm not don't think is good like i think it's bad and it's just play the hits yeah exactly i'm that's just like me being optimistic though like it could totally be exactly what you're describing like i don't i would not rule that out i think it's a pretty likely outcome but i do Mm -hmm. think that there are pretty reasonable ways to think about it that would say different and Corey's not directing it like he's it's some other guy doing it. And so I'm just nervous that like this guy is just like trying to fill the shoes of the last guy rather than like build on the vision with his own or something. So we'll see. I don't know. I just all of these are things that I'm not saying are facts, but they're all major red flags that pop up my brain when I see a trailer like this that just like plays the hits no i think uh, that doesn't fair. show me a whole lot of new stuff i i expected more um but you know people who are love the game are, are gonna play it i'm gonna play it because it is literally <laughs> one of the only games that you can play on the ps5 oh, oh wait actually <laughs> never mind ps4 too oh, but, but also even if it has all the problems we're talking about like the first one was still fun as shit like it'll still probably be very fun to play Totally. And I've actually been meaning to play the first one again, just so I could like refresh it in my memory. Yeah. So like, I think the, the, the one, the one thing that's worth noting with this, is that the floor for this game is presumably pretty high. Like a worst case version of this game is probably still a pretty fun 30 hour game or whatever. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It's just that the heights, it could have theoretically could still, but the heights that it could theoretically reach are just so high that it's like, the idea of it being just another fun 30 hour action RPG is kind of a bummer. So let's talk about chunky Thor for a second. Yeah. People, a lot, a lot of people online. Um, and by a lot, I mean, (laughs) three accounts, uh, are very upset. Are they mad because of, uh, he's got that thick bit that he's got a thick gut. Yeah. You know, they're used to, the six pack Thor, you know. Yeah, I really. Chris Hemsworth. I. Th- it's very funny to me because I've seen a couple of these posts, and the posts are sort of like, "This isn't what Thor's supposed to look like," and it's like, "Dog, you're talking about um, he's not real." You're, ta- and you're also talking <laughs> about like the 1970s comic adaptation of him at best. Like, uh huh. Like Thor 
is a big drunk kind of fat guy in like the Norse Eddas. Like all half of his stories are about like how he can drink and eat more than anyone else. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, he looks closer to to, to you now, man, relax. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, people really love the idea of Aryan nobility, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But like, get out of here is what I say. So what do you think Thor, Thor's story is going to be, huh? That he's just cranky. Um, he's mean. Well, he's going to go after. Um, he's going to go after, uh, you know, Kratos for killing Balder because he and Balder are buds. Right. Um, brothers. Probably. Yeah. Probably they'll fight. Maybe they'll become friends once like the whole Ragnarok deal becomes clear. Maybe. What is okay? Every everything is called Ragnarok now, and I didn't understand it from the Taika Waititi movie. It's just an explosion. I mean, no, it's a lot of there's so basically throughout Norse mythology, a bunch of like things happen that put like ticking time bombs into place, and then Ragnarok is all of them going off at once. So like the Fenris Wolf breaks free. And like Loki right. escapes his prison and the world uh-huh. serpent strangles the earth and Surtur the fire prince emerges and like people get betrayed. There's like a bunch of things. Yeah, there's like a bunch of prophecies like Sh- all go off at once. Shit show. Yeah. Okay. And it ends, with, it ends with all the gods dying and, and everything getting reborn and reset. I see. Okay. So <clears throat> so there's going to be a big fucking tiger. Uh, it's possible. No, okay, now give me let, let me ride the tiger and I'll take back everything I said. Yeah, there's gonna be a big if there's not a big fucking wolf, it'll be a huge fuck up because like the big wolf is like a huge part of the story. It bites off Tyr's right. hand. Yeah, it's like uh, an Assassin's Creed Valhalla is also doing this story. Like everyone's trying to tell me this story and I just refuse to remember it. Yeah, I mean, well, because like. People are like Ragnarok. It's the end of the world. It's like, well, it's the end of the world, but it's like a very specific like dozen things that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of those skip like there's like a shipment out of fingernails full of ghosts that shows up. Um, Oh, wow. So like, you know, that's there's a lot of cool shit in there that people just sort of like don't engage with. Damn, I would love to fight those ghosts. Um, Well, so those are those were our thoughts. I think that you were um, more fair to the trailer than I was. And um, I'm okay with that. I think that you were giving a really reasonable assessment, but that I want this game to be good very badly. And so I'm doing a decent amount of the work to put myself in a position where I can reasonably maintain a positive outlook on it. I don't know why I feel so hurt by God of War 2018. I'm going to have to go back and play it again and really get to the root of the problem and really remember what happened yeah i mean part of that game part of why the game is so good is how long it makes you wait to have the cool weapon yeah what what is it 40 hour game 30 hour game 30 to 40 probably yeah okay yeah okay i'll 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 have to fit that in somewhere um but folks we just fit in a full hour episode we did. Um, uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, I was gonna say, do you uh, want to talk about games we're playing, but maybe you, not. Are you reading something? No, I was just gonna. <laughs> say, you, I was gonna say, do we want? I was arguing with myself in my head where I was like, should we talk about games we're playing? Then I realized we'd just done an hour, and maybe we shouldn't do that. And then I was stuttering. You want? You got? You got anything important to say? Well, I mean, actually, I, I mean, we talked about Tales from Arise next week. Tales from Arise is just really good, though. Tales from Arise is good. Yeah. 
We can talk about next week. Yeah. Tales from Arise. It's Tales, uh, right Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise. This is the this is the one you've been playing for a while. For the this week. Oh well, uh, I mean it came out what? pretty recently. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it fucking rules, dude. It's so good, it's so you, fun. You play it on PS5? Maybe you know I am. Fl- the fluid action combat. That's a classic. That's oh a God. trademark of the Tales games, baby. So, oh, the Tales games. This is the new yeah, one. Yeah, because you had before, you had Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Zestiria. Are they all Are they all connected? Not really. You can just dive right into this one. It's its own little story. It looks, it looks cool. It's sick. It's really fun. And you got some fun characters. And, like, one thing I like about these games is that, like, there's a lot of optional side dialogue you can do to, like, really flesh out the relationships in the world. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I'm playing, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to click R1 to hear every side conversation. Sometimes when I'm playing, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I'm just going to go kill some stuff. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm almost done with Psychonauts. Oh, nice. I finished that one up and I loved it. I, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking it. I, uh, but I, there is some weird momentum to the story though. Like. The, like like as in like stop and start like I, I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm like I, I don't know the game has a weird plot <laughs> it, it's it's hard it's it's hard for me I feel like we're it's got it's some of it I like and some of it I'm I'm less than thrilled about but without getting too spoilery maybe we'll talk about that in the future um I'm still playing Final Fantasy 14 absolutely loving it about to start the next expansion pack. And I've been playing on controller, which has been Ooh, fun. Yeah, the controller thing seems good. Yeah, um, w- which is what you were doing too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I really, playing on, like, I, on my PlayStation, but I was playing it on a PlayStation controller. Right. Yeah, I really think it's such an interesting and sort of intuitive thing once you get used to it, and I really enjoy it. I have all my hot bars set up, and I'm just like holding L2, and then getting my my left bar up, and then I hold R2, and my right bar appears, and it's like it's it's super cool. It's it's a very innovative idea. Yeah. No, it's it is interesting. It the mechanics of the game are fun, and like the there's a lot I like. It's just like I just cannot do the MMO stuff. Like it's. So much weird questing, so much like weird guys are, I don't know, just the vibe isn't there for me. And I want it to be so bad because there's so much I like about it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, after playing an MMO for so long, playing on controller has been super cool. But yeah, okay. Is is that that enough? Yeah, now I feel enough gamer update. Now I feel satisfied. Okay, good. I didn't want to go. All right, great. So that's going to do it for us this week, folks. We talked a lot about some stuff and a little bit about some other stuff. Um, if you guys want to find Griffin on the internet, you can do that at Twitter and TikTok at Griffin P Davis or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash chumroom. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at tailboy, T-A-I-L underscore B-O-I. And you can find Haley on Instagram and YouTube at eat every sound. Also, we have an email address and a Twitter now, right? Oh, we, we have a new one. Yeah. What is the new? <laughs> Anyways, folks. It was awful. It's always fun. Happy to see you and talk to you. And we'll talk to y'all again next week. Goodbye. Gameboysmail at gmail.com. It cannot be at gmail.com. Gmail.com. <laughs> There's absolutely no way. All right. Goodbye, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Triple anus.